Hi everyone, welcome to Astro Lushes. This is Lisa here. This is Andy. Hello, welcome. Welcome to Virgo season. Oh, you, everyone, it is Virgo season. It is officially <laughs> Lisa's favorite time of year. I mean, that's not the truth. Let's be serious, you have had some things to say. I have, it's true. And I, I actually, before we started recording today, uh, Andy and I were chatting and I said, you know what? Since we started this podcast, I've learned, I've learned to embrace Virgo. I've had some issues with them in the past. I've been a little bit cruel. I'm a Scorpio. It's just par for the course for me. <laughs> and I'm going to try to be mature tonight, you guys, because I know we have Virgo listeners and I'm going to bring my, my A game. True. We are, however, one bottle in and we've just started on our second. So I'm really curious to see how your fortitude is going to hold up. It won't. <laughs> It won't hold up because I think when the Scorpio tries to be nice, it's still really mean. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can argue with that. Yeah. I do. I can. I can. <laughs> I think Virgos are deeply affectionate. You just have to like, you have to really get through to their like little Grinch hearts. It's true. I mean, if I ever want to have a really nice day with a Virgo, I'm, I just have to put it in their schedule. You just have to put it on a spreadsheet. But um, Poo. Joking, joking, joking. I... This is Andy talking. I have a great love for Virgos. You um, do. Probably because they're <laughs> kind of are equipped with everything that I'm not um, in terms of organization, work ethic, knowing their value, knowing their worth, uh, all of it. It's just really antithetical to my like wishy washy Cancerian ass. I have no earth in my chart. None. You're cap rising. Yes. I have earth in my chart. And now, technically speaking, everybody has every sign in their, ch- in their chart. Um, all the houses. Uh, represent all of the signs we all have places in our chart that are represented but i have no planets in the earth signs whatsoever except for my chiron and taurus chiron being like your wound mm. the only place i have earth in my planet my taurus is, is as a lilith mm. so we've got these weird taurus placements wow weird yeah it's weird my lilith is scorpio i love it do you that somebody m- needs to that makes you very very cool i think <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone. Thank you. We're in our second season. We are. We're in our second episode of the second season. We, I think we had a killer first uh, episode of this season. I love our first episode. If you haven't listened to the first episode from this season, you know what? Just stop listening to this one and yeah, go back to Leo. Exactly. And it doesn't even matter <laughs> that it's not Leo season anymore. There's still so many applicable discussions and ideas that I think, I mean, and also we're there and we're amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, but today we're actually, we're drinking a uh, Casale Mar- Marchese Frascati Superiore. I don't know. But it is a delicious, I think, Gavi from Italy, I think. It is a yummy white wine with Italian words on the label is what I'm interpreting from that. Lisa speaks much more Italian than I do. Mine is very basic. By speak, you mean butcher, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Andy, why don't you, so it's Virgo season, Mm -hmm. listeners, welcome back, we love you, thank you so much for being here, why don't you tell us all about Virgo season? So we've been sort of like approaching the podcast lately in terms of like what astrological lessons we can impart, which isn't always the purpose of this. Sometimes we just want to chat about like how we feel about astrology, but a way that I found it like really accessible is just by tapping into each season's themes, motifs, uh, the ruling planets of that season. We need all of our 12 
signs for all of our 12 seasons of the year. And so like talking about the importance of each placement um, in terms of the calendar is really important because it means that like Virgo season is important to everyone, mm-hmm. not just people with Virgo placements. Absolutely. And so that's, I think, where we're trying to embrace every time we record. I mean, yeah, that's the whole thing. Is it's, I always view it as archetypes and yes. symbols and the lessons that we can derive from them. I think we like say this every episode. We say this every, I think we even mentioned Virgo episode or Virgo uh, season in the last episode being like the beginning of the school year and how apropos that is. Totally. I stand by that though. Right. It's nerd season. It's nerd season, kids. <laughs> it's Ravenclaw season. It's Ravenclaw season. <laughs> Um, and I, I appreciate it. I loved back to school growing up, but, um, the binders, the binders, the school supplies, everything is so fresh and new. Smelled great. But if you're a water sign, it means that you build this huge organizational system and on your first day and you feel really excited. And then by the second week, it's all fallen to shit and you're just still crying every day and trying to figure out like where you're supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah. No trapper keeper survived. No trapper keeper can survive a water sign. None. It just gets locked in someone else's locker and you forget about it forever. Forever. It's gone. And then you're like taking notes on scraps of paper and that's your life now. It is. And that's just the way you live. And that's how I live today. (laughs) You should see the notes that we're looking at for this episode, you guys. They're not organized. We try. They actually exist, though. They exist because Lisa is a Capricorn rising. I'm a Sag rising. If I was taking notes, it would be like... (laughs) Travel plans. Oh, wait. We're doing an episode about something. (laughs) Anyway, Virgo season. I'm really getting down to it. Sorry, I'm talking and spinning yarns about everything. Well, we are lush. We are lush, and we're pretty lush this evening, y'all. It's a different vibe every time. Every time. I know. Every time we invoke new energy. Yeah. I hope you guys like our energy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're part of our energy, so uh, I hope you enjoy it with us because we enjoy yours. Yeah. Virgo season. Virgo is an earth sign. Boy, is it an earth sign. It is the second earth sign. It is uh, the... Oh, is it... Is it mutable? It's mutable because it's mercurial because it's ruled by Mercury. Yeah, I always it found is it mutable. I find it really interesting that Virgo is a mutable sign because it feels fixed in how much they like um, sort of evidence they need to make decisions. But I, I think that something that's not understood about the Virgo is the is the mutability and the willingness to change minds based on new evidence coming in. Um, and I, I really want to talk about a few aspects. Of Virgo. First of all, we talk about work ethic so much, right, Lisa? Like, we talk about, like, you know, Virgos are workaholics, right? Always. That's basically just what they come down to at some... And it's sort of reductive. It's but reductive, but it's not untrue. Also true and necessary. Mm-hmm. However, the workhorse is extremely necessary, and I, I really want to take out, like, the image of Virgo as, like... Um, Capitalist poster boy. Exactly. I think if you take the work out of capitalistic philosophy um you see people that really uh value what they do in the world and know their worth based upon the actions that they pursue in the world and i think with virgo there's always an element of of um sacrifice and of givingness they're represented physically and it you know symbolically by the virgin it's a woman it's a virgin woman um she's pure she relates to the Vestal Virgins, who were devotional figures, who spent every day in devotion, which is a type of sacrifice, which is a type of work. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a sacrifice of the self of the highest order mm-hmm. to achieve some greater purpose. 
And I think um, it makes it sound sexier yeah. than it is. It's not, but but I it do is think, actually I think it's sexy. <laughs> it, it is sexy. I think if if it, you know, it is. It is actually. I think that if we strip away the layers of tropes and all the nerdy nonsense that we see in Virgo memes, like mm-hmm. there is something incredibly dark and kind of beautiful about that. I I think about. In my perverted mind, I think about somebody who is so willing to give and sacrifice and what that would be like in bed. Yeah. I mean, that's, right? that's true. If a Virgo... I'm sure a Virgo can go both ways. They can be immensely boring and secure and sort of uptight in bed. But I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there are those of you listening who are like, you know what? Put me to work. I won't stop until you come five times. I will say, I wouldn't choose to have my Venus or Mars in Virgo. I wouldn't. No one would. (laughs) However, however, oh my God, do I appreciate the Virgos in my life. I absolutely appreciate the Virgos in my life. And I do feel like when you hit a certain uh, level of relationship and understanding with them, this affection really comes pouring out of them. That's true. They really are like giving and kind and and they are sexy and they're very physical they're earth signs everything they understand has to be empirically understood through the senses through touch through feel through hearing through seeing Mm. um it's true i do find them to be sexy and i do find them to be sensual um anyway but that's not what Virgo season is about. <laughs> no, I mean... That's not what Virgo season is here for. We heard on Astro Lushes that Virgo season's all about sexiness. Ah. What do you guys think? Like, <laughs> that was wrong. That's incorrect. That is no, but I think, it's, I think it's really interesting and necessary that we dig deeper and we see sort of the underbelly of the sign and not just the things that are thrown at us. Not just the reductive meme part of a sign. Like, exactly. I don't, I don't want to boil down every Virgo to a spreadsheet. However, will I say that my older brother is the only Virgo in my family and he's born, this poor guy, as an earth sign in a family of water signs and that he literally makes like amortization spreadsheets on home loans to like show me, you know, which loan is going to be the better loan for like the next 40 years. And he's like, I know it's nerd shit. And I'm like, Bob, <laughs> I, I, I had to look up what amortization meant. That's my own shit. I I don't want to reduce you, Virgos. I don't want to reduce you, but you keep proving us right. (laughs) And I think that there's... It's true. And I think that there's something to be said for Virgo season. I know that we were speaking about this earlier. Like, we enter... This is the end of summer. It's the end of the time of play. It really is kind of the end of this. Not that we've been playing much because of COVID, but in whatever ways we've kind of been using that sunny, warm, bright, luminous energy... There is a sort of settling in that is starting to take place, and Virgo sort of ushers that in. And it is, it is kind of a time for us to, quote unquote, like, get our spreadsheets ready. Absolutely, and like, yes. align things up and make some plans and, like you said, squirrel away some of those acorns. And that's, and that's, I think, like, it's a really, it's an easy analogy or an easy metaphor to make, but I do think, like, squirrels gathering acorns for the winter is sort of perfect to talk about the Virgo mentality because squirrels don't gather acorns and nuts because, like, they have a boss paying them to do that. They gather it because they know that their family and their loved ones will we'll be survive. cared for. Yeah. And, and a Virgo works because they know it's the right thing to do, and a Virgo works because they need to give of themselves. And it's, it's less materialistic than... I think Virgo is much less materialistic than the other earth signs, to be quite honest. Um, 
And that's not to insult Taurus or Capricorn. I'm, I'm here for people who want to I mean, we all know that Taurus is certainly very different. They're Venusian. Yeah. Um, it's okay. You know, Virgo is mercurial. Exactly. Uh, I appreciate sort of like the straightforwardness of Virgo communication. Um, but it is, this is the time of year where I'm going to go back to it like squirrels gathering nuts. Like it is the time of year where you are... Um, preparing for the tough times that are coming up and like these seasons that are going to happen soon and we need that we need that time of year we do need it and since it is going to be like this this time of literal going dark going inward introspection I think we're gonna have to show up to the work of ourselves um, think of rituals to kind of sustain and nurture and maintain that sort of slog that we're all going to be moving through, especially here in the like New York City dark six months that are coming. Um, so we have to think about that devotion, that sacrifice, and maybe that looks like rituals we adopt. Maybe it looks like just like diving head for first into a project or some sort of self development project. Yeah. Or maybe it's actually taking a break from the work and leaning into recalibration and rest. A big part of Virgo, honestly, is rules over how we live our day-to-day -day lives. It, it, it's really concerned with daily ritual, self-care, how we see ourselves through. It's very habit-based. Virgo lessons for us to all keep in mind is not just work ethic, but it's like, how do you move through your day? Do you exercise? Do you take care of yourself? Do you have time? Do you have downtime? Do you have fun time? Are you getting into nature? Yes, exactly. Um, Virgo really asks you to reassess your your systems, your yeah, structures. Exactly. That little the increments by which you live your life. Yes. Like, can you fit in fifteen minutes of meditation? Exactly. And that's that. Sometimes comes down to that. Like, I have a slot here. What can I put in this that's going to benefit me? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes when you're in you know rushing through your work a day. You're just trying to like kind of mm -hmm. make ends meet. And if you have Virgo placements at other places other places in your charts, um, like a moon in Virgo, for example, your emotional world, um, a moon in Virgo would be a person who needs to show acts of service that they've done to prove love to people rather than talk out their feelings. Mm. So like that's, that's also a lesson I think we can take from us, like from this entire season. I don't, I think it's kind of nice to show people love through service. I do. I do too, and I think those are the kinds of people that really keep this world running. Yes, agreed. Whenever you sort of, I always am like finding myself in these conversations around people who say, have you ever been really deeply impacted by a stranger? What was it? What did they do for you? And it's always a stranger who shows up in your life and makes shit happen, gets things done. Absolutely. Fixes a problem. Yes. And yes. does it with nothing. And no doesn't ask for anything. Nothing. That's Virgo. Just, that's Virgo. Virgo. Mm -hmm. It's reliable. It's steadfast it shows up and gets it done because it needed to be done. Mm -hmm. And it is an act of love and service. Yes. But it's just not through the emotions that you and I are used to. Yeah. The crying and the wailing <laughs> and the hugs and the cuddles. And that's okay. And all the passive aggressive. And all the pomp and fanfare. Um, what, there's like stuff coming up on the calendar though, Lisa. Yes. Um, there's actually a retrograde coming September 9th. Um, it's Mars in retrograde, so uh, because Mars kind of rules over action and mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. like libido, yes, you kind of might have a harder time getting some of these things in action, and also like maybe physically finding the motivation 
literally or maybe sexually or maybe <laughs> Mars in retrograde is a is a is a frustrating time and it comes at a strange time during Virgo season and it affects like how well you argue for yourself it affects how well you self-advocate really, yes yes and how you like seek pleasure yeah and and get it done and to have all those things sort of thwarted by a Mars retrograde is it's some shit so September 9th just be aware yeah be aware that Mars goes into retrograde and um you might feel you know a little universally cock-blocked yeah you might <laughs> and all those Virgo plans and goals and intentions you have might feel as though they're thwarted or you might feel fatigued or incapable just know that you have the power I think to transcend that just be aware of it and kind of work through it in small increments in ways that feel right to you. Can we sort of talk about um, Virgo in the time of COVID too? Yes. Because um, we, we, in case you haven't noticed, we live in New York City. We bring it up a lot. It's because like every single movement you make every single day in the city reminds that you that you live in a weird place. It's a character in our lives. Yeah, it is. You can't just like drive to a store like a normal person and go no. in and get groceries and come out and bring them to your large home. It's just such a different way of existing. Um, and to, to be in New York for COVID is a, is a special place to be. Yeah. And, you know, we were open for like phase three through the summer where we could sort of sit outside pretty safely. And now it's like... We're... <laughs> You're gonna have to go back inside. There will be no al fresco. Mm-hmm. Like, winter is coming, and it's it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a real hard time for New Yorkers to kind of find outlets for creativity and human connection and engagement yes. Yes. that are safe. And I really do think we're gonna we're gonna be bringing a lot more into the home. Yes, absolutely, um, absolutely. We which are. is why we planned some rituals and ideas for you to embrace. Um, that's true. We did. We, um, did. we thought about, first of all, it's, it's Virgo. It's Earth season. It's Pentacles season, if you're into the tarot. Uh, Queen of Pentacles um, is basically Beyonce. We'll bring that up later. Um, but that's the kind of energy that is, is happening right now is, like, yeah. seeing, seeing to your home, seeing to your family, seeing to, like, taking care of shit, but also balancing it. Yes. Um, but Where I was going to are. say, before we talk about our virtual ideas, just that, like, COVID season... With Virgo, to me, Virgo and their work ethic, right? If we look at that with us struggling through COVID pandemic and what we have to do in order to like ensure public safety, which is such a Virgo thing, like the only way out is through. Yes. That's it. You have to, at some point, stop bitching and, and put your nose to the grindstone. Is that the saying? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what the saying is for hard work. <laughs> put your nose... <laughs> What? what? <laughs> I don't know her. Hard work? I don't know her. Put, yeah, put your nose to the grindstone, I think. I think it is. Put your pedal to the metal. Sure. That one too. <laughs> yes. Uh, you reap what you sow. Yes. That's very literal with the pentacles. There you go. Very literal with the pentacles. You nailed it. You nailed it. But like, it really is like, we just have to, we have to push through the season in order to ensure that we're going to have a healthy and safe upcoming few seasons until we can go outside again that's the reality of it yeah it's it's just it's a lot so so because of that you might feel less 
empowered. And so we're going to talk to you about some rituals that we thought that were appropriate for Virgo season. And what rituals really do essentially is like communicate to us that we do have some power in the world and we do have a place in the world and our voice matters. Exactly. That's exactly it. I do think that it's ritual, I think, help us embrace being alive, being in the moment, being present and acting with intentionality when everything else feels like a spiral chaotic mm-hmm. hellscape. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. <laughs> it really is. It really, really is. It is. <laughs> and, and, you know, if we start doing these self-care rituals now, we might survive November 4th. So <laughs> we'll see. This year is going to be hard. I hope I hope it gets better. Also, vote for Biden. Like, just yeah, we we don't care if we lose listeners. It's fine. I don't care. I don't care if you don't like me for saying this. If you don't vote for Biden, don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, like, uh, and not because I love him, but because of what he's up against and what it represents, and um, because it's not all about white girls and what we get in life, but for people who actually need it. So, fucking vote for Biden. Yeah, definitely. So. Vote for Biden and charge your crystals under the moon. There we go. Here's the ritual. <laughs> Please lead us, lead us into the path of, of light, Lisa. After I'm like, ah. no, 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 no. So basically, we were we you know we thought about some easy things that any of you listening might be able to embrace and um, feel is somewhat accessible. Because, you know, there's a lot of fanfare and ceremony and some rituals and that's beautiful and there's a place for that. And if you are a ceremonial magician, that's amazing. But we here, we like to talk about accessible, inclusive rituals. And um, one of those is simply to just charge crystals under the full moon, which is coming up on September 2nd. September 2nd, full moon. September 2nd. So it's big energy, big, bright, luminous energy. Um, you can wash the crystals in salt if that's your thing. Make sure that that crystal can be put in water first. Um, some of the common crystals associated with Virgo season are chameleon, tiger's eye, jade, and jasper. Um, I think jasper, you said, literally t- returns us to the earth. Yes. Jade obviously is a stone of money. It's, it's my middle name. Oh, it's your middle name, right? I love that. That's how you know I'm made of money. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sorry. She's the, she's the one who's, uh, she's the, she's paying for this podcast. She's our sponsor. Woo, money bags. Boy, we really are living large and lavish in this recording studio of ours. <laughs> no, but Jade, uh, is about money and luck. Money um, and luck. Uh, and, and so it's, it's extremely Virgo energy and, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you have a Jade roller, which a lot of people do, like, get in the mirror. Yes. Say yes. some shit to yourself. Feel rooted and anchored and grounded yes. in yourself and your body mm-hmm. um prepare yourself also like work isn't the enemy capitalism is the enemy work is not the enemy and productivity is not the enemy and i think that like trying to set yourself up for healthier and better work habits is a healthy thing i do absolutely i do and and i don't mean work for the sake of like clocking into a fucking factory and whatever but whatever whatever you do whatever you do during the day to make money for yourself is important. Capitalism sucks. Yeah. Inequality sucks. Your work, your name is important. It is. And Virgos sign their name to good work no matter what. Exactly. And I think that everybody can sort of benefit from that in their way. And in their way. In their way. I mean, you can find your own personal meaning. Like it's up to, I think, each of us to derive that meaning outside of the systems that oppress us. So like my mom worked in factories. It sucks. But like 
you can clock in and you can still go in and say like this job is terrible but i'm gonna i'm gonna do the best i can with it until the next good thing finds me until the next good thing comes along and i i i am inspired by that i respect that i am too so when we talk about these crystals and they rep their representation of money manifestation success luck um i think it's it's less about it's less about celebrating the sort of like apex of capitalism and success and more about bringing symbols into your life that allow you to embrace abundance and your own value and your own worth outside of those fucked up systems. Ooh, abundance we haven't talked about. That's really important right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm going to get onto a little bit of some thoughts about abundance in a, in a bit, but yes. <laughs> But yes, charging your crystals, full moon, September 2nd, um, just empowering uh, the crystals that you might want to work with, whether if you do. Crystals are literally of the earth. They're part of the earth. There's nothing that's like more grounding and earth related <laughs> than crystals, with, you know? And we mentioned carnelian, jade, jasper, tiger's eye, but you can also work with whatever you already have a connection you. with like you can yeah. you can pick a rock off the ground outside and it can be meaningful to you and you can charge it and you can use it absolutely i truly believe that it, it's of course though yeah of course but ritual is such a part of virgo that like these rituals that we're suggesting to you are to help you like inhabit the spirit of the season we should welcome every astrological season and then figure out how to get into it and nothing defines virgo more than like figuring out ritual exactly and putting these little you know, sprinkling your space with little crystals or stones or shells or rocks or whatever you feel a connection or with. Or all the above. Yeah, or all the above. Or little bowls of salt or something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a really, really great way to remember that you are tied into the cosmic cycle of everything. Mm -hmm. Things are temporary. Whatever pain you're experiencing is temporary. Um, you know, whatever sort of situation is going on in the world, it's going to change at some point. So as you change out your altar space or your home decor for crystals to water to whatever it is, it's just a nice way of kind of living in tune. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I think it's, even though I keep crystals all year long. I keep crystals all year long, but I, I do think that like working with them in earth seasons is probably more, yeah. you know, powerful. And pulling them out and like kind of decorating mm -hmm. your space with specific ones. For sure. Um, what's another thing that we can do, Lisa? Well, plant mommyhood oh. or whatever plant <laughs> love i have the worst green thumb on her i'm plan I'm trying to keep plants alive <laughs> that's, okay that's it it's virgo season try to keep plants alive this has been astrolushes thank you very much good night <laughs> uh no i mean planting is no fucking joke yeah i'm gonna mention new york city one more time only to say we get shit light in most of our apartments here yeah Real bad. We have really, really bad light. I have here. one window with direct light in my apartment. One. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and there's, there's a, a very fervent plant that I have been growing now for since the beginning of COVID. I bought it right before everything shut down, knowing that it was shutting down in a few days. Because I was like, okay, all right. This is it. Here we go. I bought two plants. Only one lived. And that one was thriving. It is a great, great time for you to cultivate a plant yeah i think so i mean even someone like me with a terrible green thumb i think just having a few plants in my home 
allows me to remember to nurture something. And I do think that ties back beautifully into Virgo season because it is the showing up to that work and that process and that, you know, so it is, it is. Maybe now's the time, you know, you're going to have low light. You can get low light plants and it's something to love and to remind you that things are alive in the dead of winter. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, um, I believe in naming plants. I just, um, it has been shown there's been studies done pretty much since I think the 70s was like the breakthrough Stevie Wonder even wrote songs in the key of life about people being able to talk and communicate with plants but um, I have this pothos that I've been you know growing and it's like doing really well and out of nowhere like once it started thriving and I realized I was safe to name it because it wasn't going to immediately <laughs> die on oh, me yeah. I was like oh you're sticking around and I went thank you Beth that's my mom's name my, I named my mom, I named my plant after my mom, which is so cancerian. It just spilled out of your mouth. It's not her, though, because I had to be like, if this plant dies, it can't be named after my mom. That's so fucking dark. But it's not. It's just also her name. Yes. It's just also her name. I and then I that. realized, like, my mom grew a ton of pothos and spider plants growing up. And so, like, of course, I would make that association. And also, if we're going to get deep, then the whole name Beth means love. That means home. It means domestication and home in Hebrew. And also, she grew you. Yeah. Like, you are growing it. But she's not... The, the plant is not technically named after no, my mom. Right, it's right. just... It was just a really... It's it's cancerian. If you're a cancer, you probably get where I'm coming from. If you don't, you don't. It's 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 subconscious. I, <laughs> I love that. Um, I also... I've I've been growing just wheatgrass for my cat. Oh, from little Lolo. packs that I can order online. And they grow very quickly... And it's quite nice to see something kind of rise and that can be consumed and enjoyed and like loved by a kitty and a human. That's really nice. It's so satisfying. It too. is so satisfying. And like I know that it's the company. It wasn't me. They made great soil and seeds. However, that process happens. But I did the. I followed the instructions <laughs> correctly. Um, other plants that you might want to begin raising um, our dragon tree snake plant and yeah pothos which is also known as devil's ivy and it's great for binding and banishment andy i didn't know that until you said that today i didn't know it either until i had I... no idea yeah devil's ivy of course the only plant that would grow in my fucking witch room would be <laughs> devil's ivy and but yeah now now you can kind of work with it if you ever want to draw some boundaries or banish some toxicity from I your mean, life i always want to do that <laughs> Yeah, there's so many terrible people in the world. Fucking. <laughs> and if you have a garden, autumn plants include radishes, garlic, and pansies. Cute! Radishes, garlic, and pansies. What a great, like... I just kind of picked a few that you might want to eat a radish, you might want to spice it up with some garlic, and you might want to grow some flowers. <laughs> so cute. Like, I don't live in the burbs, but if you have a garden, you know... Get on it. Grow some pansies and some garlic. Send us pictures of your plants and gardens, because we're obviously really lacking here. We're just we're just plant like plant porn now. We're just yeah, exactly. Like, Virgo season equals show us your plant babies because we don't have them. We have, a, we have a couple. I really do love it. Um, oh, and we there's a third. We were talking about how it's a great time to take a salt bath. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot. Salt baths are like the most grounding, grounding energy you can give yourself. Uh, first of all, you should always take a salt bath whenever you want to like perform ritual and you need to cleanse yourself. Whenever you just need to like slough off people's 
bullshit. It's the number one way. It's true. But it's especially, it's especially powerful in earth sign seasons to take salt baths. And if you do it on the full moon, oh my God. Oh my God. Potent witch power right there. Mm-hmm. Real nice. Do you think that you could also use Epsom salt? Yes. That mm-hmm. could count. Mm-hmm. Because that's really great if you have any sprains or injuries or arthritis. 100%. Yes. Um, get in there. Enjoy the salt of the earth. Enjoy your body, your muscle relaxation. Oh my God. Use CBD bath salts if you can find yes. them. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They tranquilize me. <laughs> <laughs> Prime for spell work after my brain is turned to slush. Lisa is a CBD advocate. Andy speaking here. I am I'm a, a straight up weed advocate. I'm mm. 420 friendly. Yep. Uh, however, I also love CBD and the effects of it. Um, truly, truly, it is an earth sign drug. It, I mean, <laughs> truly. There's nothing better. It, 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 it um, like, further validates physical sensation. Yeah. It, it turns your mind on, but in a more introverted way, which is very earth. <laughs> Absolutely. Not to be like, I'm going to... It's not like cocaine where you're like, I'm going to talk about every idea I've ever had. And this is made of chemicals. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Um, Weed is, smoke some weed for Virgo season, says Andy, and take a CBD oil bath, says Lisa. That's true. How many Virgos are like, but don't take drugs? Is that? All the Virgos I know smoke weed. Really? Every single one. Well, I'll have to conduct a different I'm not calling out my brother Bob. He's very well behaved, but. Yeah. Oh God, I really have to rewrite the narrative. Just kidding. You guys aren't total nerds. You guys smoke weed. <laughs> Rebels. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You're so bitchy. <laughs> we both are. It's true. <laughs> well, this is actually appropriate because yeah. we're going to be moving on to our segment called... We Call, we call Bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> we Call Bullshit. We it is the bitchiest bullshit. segment ever. <laughs> it's, we just introduced it last time mm-hmm. for season two kickoff. And it's obvious what it means. It's just um, our little time to dig into the things that we find nonsensical. True. But also, like, we got a lot of response on our We Call Bullshit segment mm-hmm. last time, which we felt like maybe was too harsh, um, and it was, like, a new thing we tried, but we got so much response that you guys all want to talk shit with us. Yeah. Obviously. You want us to spill the tea, and, and we're here for you it. you have kind of, like, a looming topic, subject, <sighs> idea that, like, Lisa, I want you to just... Come on. Okay. Let loose, girl. Take so, a slug of that wine. Okay. <laughs> Fortify yourself. Cheers. Cheers. We're going to wait for Lisa to call some bullshit. Okay, guys. So if any of you know me um, outside of Astrolushes, if you follow me on Twitter, you might see that, oh, God, it's like actually, it's like a, it's like a cyclical problem that happens every week, about every week or every week and a half. I go on like a Twitter rant about, <laughs> it's literally, it's every week and a half now. And I, I don't plan it. It just happens this way. Mm-hmm. And the same responses on Twitter are like, oh, you're back on this bullshit. Gotcha. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that's me <laughs> for your weekly uh, dose of me ranting. So essentially what happens is I get an email or I see an Instagram post from some sort of influencer or spiritual slash wellness guru, and I say guru in quotation marks. Heavy, heavy, heavily ironic quotation marks. Heavily, heavily, deeply. And the posts and the emails and the subscription services and the sign up for this program things are always around, 
manifestation and abundance. Mm -hmm. They always include the words high vibe and they always infer that you are not high vibe enough to make money. You are in a poverty state of mind so badly that you are the reason for your poverty and your illness. Some of them use really strange techniques as a way of escaping your own shackles and while I know that the law of attraction is, sure. you know, a sure. thing that has been written about and discussed. We believe in manifestation. We're wishes. Sure. However, however. You have to message it responsibly. Manifestation works, I think. This is just me speaking. Manifestation works with things that are probably aligned to your current reality and probably follow the path of least resistance. And so when we talk about manifestation, we have a responsibility, I think, as people with any sort of platform to do so responsibly. You shouldn't shame people for not having enough or being Ooh. low vibe. Ooh. You shouldn't also sell people highly priced programs rather than tackling the problems of inequity, oppression, poverty, systemic, um, uh, systemic obstacles that create barriers to people's success, mental illness, etc. When we talk about and we provide like, I don't know, techniques and mechanisms and spells and rituals to get past these barriers and you sell them for lots of money. It's icky, it's slimy, it's basically like multi-level marketing. Here's this $500 program that will get you rich, tag a friend. That's bullshit. Yes. I call extreme bullshit. And you should follow me on Twitter if you want to hear me go on a Twitter rant about this stuff. There's a few really popular influencers yes. that have really pretty you know, Instagram accounts that have published multiple books. And they go farther and farther and farther and farther away from, I think, an important conversation to be had around manifesting intersectionally. And if I call them out, I'll be attacked. But if I stay silent, nothing changes. I wanted to call them out, just so you know, that's the side <laughs> that I'm voting for. Call them out, Lisa, but not on this show. But yeah, yeah, maybe I will one day. I've called one out on um, at Luna Luna, and I had I'd been sent a lot of cease and desist letters, so that was fun. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just it's one of those things where I do I want to take like internet abuse for bringing this up, but is it worth it? So. Stay tuned on more. That's your, I mean, that's your decision to make it. I, I, yeah. I, I like, I encourage and support. Of course. However, if I you know. don't want to get yourself tied up in that bullshit, because that's what this segment is about, is bullshit, <laughs> then, I, then don't do it. I understand. I totally understand you don't want the backlash of some influencer with, you know, 125K followers. Exactly. And like, you know, they want to get up in your business and tell them how this super weird technique that they only had to pay $400 for really worked for them. And I'm, oh my you know, God. Anyway. It drives me insane. I just want anyone listening right now to know, and I'm Andy, I know you believe this too. You're not shameful. You're not broken. You're not low vibe. You're not poor because it's your fucking fault either. No. Let's just start there. When like when we wrapping all this back to the capitalism, we yes, spoke about when we before. assess poverty, like if you just thought about it this way, you wouldn't be poor. Like that is victim blaming. That is ignoring the way the real world that we live in works. It's it's it is so irresponsible. It I don't is. know where to start. With it's it. snake oil preying on people's vulnerabilities. Yeah. And ignoring a bigger, way bigger issue, and making a fuck ton of money at yes. the end of the day from it. Yes. What yes. the actual shit? Your pink, glittery, matching fucking Instagram. Have Get the some fuck out of here. dignity. Have some grace. Humanity. Have some humanity. I call bullshit. I call <laughs> bullshit alongside you, even though this is not my. I don't have a dog in this fight because this is. I don't follow this stuff, but. 
wow, does that make me angry. <laughs> I know. I know. If it makes you angry too, please, listeners, tweet us and let us know. My, this is Andy speaking, my calling bullshit segment starts with something very broad, but then comes back to our show. My broad statement right now is that I'm calling bullshit on people who don't wear fucking masks. I It's very fair. Cannot right now. Fuck that bullshit. I cannot right now. It has been it has been proven time and time again. It has been said by scientists time and time again that wearing a mask is not necessarily about preventing you from getting COVID, but about spreading it to other people. And if you don't have the empathy to care about the people around you, you shouldn't be sharing space on earth with other people. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how else to say that. It, you have a responsibility whether you want it or not. Responsibility is not about something you signed up for. Responsibility is or it is not. If you don't want to be responsible for your fellow humans and all the people who live here and all the people who have it harder and yes. worse than you, then go the fuck away. Get COVID and die. Go live on I don't way. actually mean that. I don't actually mean that. I don't actually mean anybody to die. I'm upset. She's upset. It's fine. But it comes back to that I feel like there are some like positive thinking types and like woo-woo magic types online right now who are trying to sell us like alternatives um, first of all, they're gonna—they're trying to sell us like conspiracy theories about mask wearing and conspiracy theories about COVID, and then they're giving you these like snake oil treatments, to, and it's to cure it. Ridiculous! Like if you just pray on these three crystals, you're never gonna have to worry about crystals COVID. that guard you from COVID. No, 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 no. Just like you were saying, like, what we can only manifest what's like actually realizable in our lives exactly you know like i can't become a billionaire tomorrow because i like did a bunch of magic spells tonight it doesn't (laughs) she did a bunch though guys i did so many (laughs) i used the three crystals and i still got covid um (laughs) spiritual bypassing yes exactly spiritual bypassing it is a huge issue that lisa and i are both rubbing up against please speak on spiritual bypassing i mean you probably summed it up already but it's essentially just this whole, you know, let's let's make sure that we pray, we'll guard against this, God has a plan in mind, don't worry about it. If you do get sick, God will protect you. Um, and there's so many more examples of spiritual bypass. I don't care there, if God but... protects you. God's not protecting my mom with COPD or my grandfather with lung cancer. So wear a mask. Exactly. I don't care if your God is protecting you. You are part of the human race and you that indelibly and undeniably gives you a responsibility to be a part of the human race. Yes. And also using God exempts you from the conversation in any real way. When you say that don't worry, all will be, will be, it is what it is, like, God is here, he'll protect us, he'll make, he'll, you know, whatever. What you're doing is saying, I'm, I'm disengaging from this conversation with all the facts and information that we have on hand, and I'm just going to put it up into God's grace and will. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, no, because we have the opportunity and the power to make changes within our communities and in our worlds. So... Yep. I don't think that God really needs to be part of the equation at this point. I think that we have the choice to not infect each other. I'm going to just wrap this up real fast by saying our, our we call bullshit segment was very Virgo. Whether you want to admit it or not, Lisa, this is some nebbish Virgo shit right here. <laughs> Tra- like, like tearing down spirituality with logic is that that's is true. there anything more Virgo? That's true. <laughs> I didn't realize it, but I'm, I'm sinking into the belly of the beast. You are. You're I in am. it now. I You're am. in it. And I like it. <gasps> Look at that. <gasps> I like it, guys. I like it. <laughs> Virgo season feels good. It feels fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 
not go too far. <laughs> all right, all right. So yes, we call bullshit on um, manifestation influencers who are really just Ponzi scheme artists. Ugh. And we call what bullshit on heck? people who don't wear masks because they think God's going to save them because... Um, because of course God would save them. Right. They deserve it. Right. Nobody else. Obviously. Them. Yeah. Obviously. God loves you. Yeah. And everyone who died, God didn't love. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> obvious. That's like the transitive theory, right? Like if 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 you if you are saved, therefore that person didn't deserve. Remember it. that pastor though? That pastor who insisted on having church in person. Um, if, oh my God! What state was it? Probably like Arkansas. I don't remember. I shouldn't say that. I'm so sorry. I I I want to say, stereotypically, it was a southern state it, because it was. However. Uh, I, I wish I could get the details on this right in front of me right now. But he was a pastor who was like fighting and fighting and fighting for the right to have church in person, and he died of COVID. Oh my God! So he, Jesus loved him, like, and he loved Jesus, and he was telling all of you you're going to be fine, and it did not fucking work that way. I think um, he was in Tucson. Okay, but you know what? You know what? Maybe oh, that was a different, different pastor. Different pastor There's died of COVID. Are we being extra nasty? Yes. Okay. So let's. We're going to do the opposite of nasty with our next segment and Are talk we? about inclusivity. Okay, let's talk belief about system. Let's talk about inclusivity and embracing your identity, however you see that identity. And like being okay with not knowing this. Yeah. Surrendering to the mystery is what I call it when I'm feeling highfalutin. I love the beautiful mystery. And it's okay to be highfalutin a little bit. So we're going to talk about a, a part of astrology that is it's controversial super controversial and we might get canceled real astrologers are going to shit on us we're gonna get canceled it's okay but this is the opposite of we call bullshit this is the we call like calm down on calling this bullshit yeah (laughs) yes yes calm down on calling this bullshit yeah cusps 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 dear friends have you heard of astrological cusps right it's so if you're born within usually it's considered three days yeah. um but it can go up to a week but it's usually considered three days of the end or beginning of your sign so for me i'm a cancerian july 20th and leo season starts on july 23rd and for years i called myself a cancer leo cusp until i was shamed into not using that term anymore shame 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 Shame. Shame. I'm walking naked down the street flagellating myself She's right now. getting a shame, shame march. Shame, shame bath, shame march. Just doing it. Shame on me. How dare I? But this is what I think. I, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the belief system in general. Of course. And, you know, obviously we've done the research, you guys. Like, we aren't sitting here thinking this is, you know, we're completely 100% right. We know why most astrologers think cusps aren't real. We know. There's the fact of the matter, right? There is the fact of the matter. I'm born on July 20th. I am mathematically a Cancerian. I know that. I am not unaware of that fact. We know the math. However, Lisa, you date a Capricarius. You've I, lived yes. with one for how many years now? Eight. Eight years. You live with a Capricarius. There's an account I follow called Capricarius, and I love their stuff. He is the most Capricarius thing on earth. Like, it is actually scary. I can pinpoint when he walks into the room, this is the Aquarius walking in, this is the Capricorn walking in. I think there's something about it. I, di- I just think there is, like... <sighs> and you, you feel a lot of influence by Leo. I feel so influenced by Leo. And I only have one planet in it. I only have Venus in Leo, which is common because I'm born at the end of the Cancerian season. 
that my Venus would be in Leo. If I was born at the beginning of Cancer, I would probably have a Venus in Gemini. God for fucking bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Bias. Bias. Showing up. That's okay. But I think there were... I just can't think... I don't think we can completely write off the fact. I just don't. I mean, time is an illusion anyway. Yes. It's a construct. But astrologers would say that math isn't. True, but... But years are. Mm-hmm. Years aren't really real. But I understand. I understand that there's a system, and this is the way it is, and what we've taken from the system is something that works for us, and something we can all basically mutually agree on. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say that maybe you're born... Um, maybe you're born on the border of France and Spain. Maybe you live right on the dividing line between those two countries, right? Yes. And you're like, I'm a French patriot. I'm a but you're French literally national. in France. But you are definitely being influenced by, by the Spanish culture country. of the country that is feet away from you by living on yes. the border. You cannot be not, you have to be influenced by things that are that close to you. You might even say, I'm French and I'm Spanish. Yes. You might even say, I'm culturally French and Spanish. Yes. I speak French and Spanish. Yes. I embrace French and Spanish identity. It's a liminality. One should be able to and encouraged to embrace identities and liminalities. I'm clapping for Lisa and her Scorpio liminality. Scorpios <laughs> are the kings and queens of liminal spaces. Liminal being like between a real thing and a real thing and like that weird space in between, right? That strange space. Like you said, the mystery, the liminality, the, the middle, the gushy, beautiful middle part of the Venn diagram. If you're you know? born on July 23rd, and you feel like, okay, I'm the first day of Leo, but I, I really read a lot of cancer, and it really like speaks to me, but you don't have a ton of cancer placements, I'm going to go ahead and say, allow yourself to feel like a cusp, and don't let anybody tell you that you're in a, like an astrological idiot. Lisa, like our show does not exist to be the encyclopedic information that you want to look up on your astrology sign. No. We read about and think about and talk about astrology every single day of our lives. I've been doing it for almost 30 years at this point. I have met tons of professional astrologers and I've met plenty of enthusiasts and newbies. If you want to be a cusp, be a cusp. Exactly. Embody it. If anything, it just makes you more open-minded. Exactly. It's like those genre purists who are like, is it poetry or is it fucking something else? It's gotta be one or the other. Why? Why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't you be a hybrid? I mean, there's hybrid identities all over the place. It's beautiful to embrace your multiple identities. It's beautiful to say, I'm influenced by this lovely fucking archetype that I feel close to. And I don't think anyone should shame you in an academic or stuffy sort of uptight way. I think it's okay. And you know what? It's okay for them to believe differently too. But I, I, just, I just believe in cusps. I believe in cusps. I'm never not going to. And you can, you can stop listening to me and we you can shame me. We talked controversy on this episode. <sighs> yeah. We're going to get canceled tomorrow. We're going to get canceled <laughs> tomorrow. I do want to keep reiterating, though, that like Beyonce has been playing in my mind this entire episode. I have only been listening to Beyonce. I drew a single daily tarot card for the first... Uh, I do it every day, but the first three days of Virgo season, the very first three days, I immediately pulled the Queen of Pentacles three days in a row, which is basically just Beyonce as a tarot card. Agreed. Agreed. Abundance, manifestation, balancing work and family, being the fucking queen of like... <laughs> of owning your work and your value and your worth oh yes the the i think it's like the the pinnacle of your evolution Mm. you know and she's just grown and grown and grown and discovered herself and put that beauty out into the world 
I will say all the kings and queens in tarot still struggle with like their hubris and like their humanity and what what that means for them and like the the struggle for the queen of pentacles is to balance work and home it is hard to be like there for everyone wife mother sister whatever you need to be cousins for everyone and then also be like the queen of your job and killing it and working every day and um i get i i i understand that balance but i feel like Beyonce is the patron saint of Virgo season. Yeah, I think that we can take a lot of lessons from Beyonce. And, I th- yeah, I think that even she really straddles that whole, like, beautiful liminal space where she's, like, both icon, diva, queen, perfectionist, game changer, but also this vulnerable woman who yes. does get hurt and has feelings and has ancestral trauma and wants to be a good mother, but is sometimes sort of frightened by things like her own capacity for love and infidelity and things like that. So I mm. think even she is literally like of the earth and also transcendent of it. And I think it's amazing. I'm clapping for that statement. That was so well done, Lisa. Oh, thanks. I love my Beyonce. I, I, I'm obsessed, as we know. I know. <laughs> September 4th, 1981. And Moon in Scorpio. Oh, and Moon and Scorpio. Of course she has a Moon and Scorpio. All great artists have Moon and Scorpio. We've, I wish I had a Moon and Scorpio. We did some research. A lot of them have Moon and Scorpio. It's nice. Basically, when I guess about an artist who I'm really passionate about, I'm always like, is there Moon and Scorpio? And 90% of the time it is. It's a real, it's <laughs> nice. It gives you that beautiful dark edge it's, that you need to depth. like take pop to a new place, take performance to a new place, elevate it with like a little bit of grit and substance and depth. It's also though like severe. A moon in Scorpio is a severe placement. That's true. Severe. That's <laughs> like if you're not loyal to me, you're dead to I'm me. I'm cutting you. Yeah, yeah. It makes for really interesting art, and I love it. I wish I had a moon in Scorpio. <laughs> you don't need it. I know. You embody Scorpio. <laughs> I in know. Your sun. I know. I want more. But another. So like, on our ending note, like a big part of Virgo season is that it's the end of our favorite time Lisa it is I love autumn so much and I do too deeply I love it I just wish it didn't come after summer because it breaks my heart every time it is truly a time of grief we're not only saying goodbye to like fun in the sun but like time of actual light and growth it is literally a time where we know we're going to be going silent and dark And it's scary because for a lot of us, I know maybe listeners in California, it's not exactly the same, but for us, we do go dark from like October to basically April. April. Pretty much. And it is sorrowful and rainy and dark and cold. Yes. And everyone has, every woman in New York City has a vitamin D deficiency. It's just a fact of nature. Yeah. We just don't see the light. We don't. And right now we're in Virgo season, which is like sort of working to prepare yourself for that season. Um, But it's also a season of like a goodbye. It is a goodbye. And it's sad. And it is sad. And I do think especially for this year, for this year in particular, there's almost this bated breath where we were about to enter the season of goodbye and death and darkness. And that's okay. And that's necessary, obviously. But it's extra heavy with this COVID looming over us, with this election looming over us. It's like we are walking into the darkness of unknownness. Yeah. It's extra heavy. And it... I don't want to be an alarmist or like an, an, you know, negative Nancy, but like there's also no like end in sight. There's no light at there's the end no. of the tunnel. We're just, we're going into this winter going like, we'll see what happens. That's But true. you know what? Part of what happens is based on you wearing a fucking mask. <laughs> exactly. And going back to it. But to turn the tides and 
just, you know, take this a little bit away from just the gloom and the doom. What are some things that you love about autumn that we are going to embrace oh, this year? I cannot wait. I love the way the air tastes in autumn. It is the most delicious air that exists on earth is during autumn. You can crunch it like cucumbers in your mouth. It's true. Tea it's tastes magical. better. Sweaters come out. I know sweater weather. I'm a basic bitch. I whatever. love sweater weather. I don't care. I also, love pumpkin spice coffee. I like pumpkin spice too. Fuck it. Same. Fuck it. Um, God, we really are controversial. <laughs> But we're not wearing like leggings and Uggs to wear to like drink not, our pumpkin Not spice. yet. Not yet. We're not. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love autumn season of, what is it? Season of mellow fruitfulness. Um, I mean, look, we're going to go, we're going to go celebrate our time in nature. We're going to maybe, you know, plant some, some, I don't know, some letters in the, in the dirt and watch them come to fruition next year. Like all the colors that the come about, rituals. everything that blooms is, is autumnal colored. It's all oranges and fiery reds and maroons and browns. And it's the color of, it's the color of maturation. And we're going to listen it's to the ghost color stories. Of maturing and coming into your own. True. It is such a powerful place to True. be in the autumn of your life. If you think about that, it is such a powerful place to be. Put on all the emo music. Oh my God. Drink all the herbal tea. All the tea. All the tea. We're going to have rum and ciders. We're going to have some mulled spiced wine. We're going to drink beautiful teas. We're going to watch ghost movies. Yes. We're going to tell ghost stories. Yes, we are. We're going to light candles and watch them flicker in the windowsill. Hell yes. We're going to listen for ghosties in our house. We're going to find cobwebs in the corner and talk to the little spiders. <laughs> We're going to buy cute little mugs from Target. It's going to be great coming and libra season's coming cuffing season is coming and then scorpio season oh our favorite yes um yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in to us this tonight. is a very virgo episode for us this was chatty i guess there's no one else to talk besides you and i so we just got to keep it going it's mercurial right yeah you can't shut up you guys help us i know but i hope i hope that what we said although we've said some pretty severe points was taken and understood to be just us deeply caring about yes. people and the world around it's us. It's also us like getting into the feeling of the season and next season that we're gonna we're gonna you know podcast for you is Libra, which is light and airy and flirtatious. And we plan on having fun with it. And we'll have we'll we'll we will embody that as well. But right now we're the taskmasters. Exactly. We're taking everything to task. And we love you so much and we hope that you take care of yourself as we go into this coming season and you know, plant some um, intentions and plants and... Plant some actual seeds. Plant some actual seeds um, so that you can reap what you sow later on. Yes, indeed. Thank you for listening to Astro Luscious. Tell us what you want to hear for Libra episode. Tell us what you think about Virgo episode. Let's do this, guys. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye.